Oi, 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 indeed. Of course, once again, we're back here. The Full Tilt Dynasty podcast presents the Fantasy Walkabout. I'm your host with the most time on his hands, Thomas Tipple FF. As you can see at the bottom and to my right is my mate all the way around the world. He's already living in tomorrow. It is Tom mm-hmm. underscore Lee 92. Mate, we are fresh, on, off of a, oh, fresh off of a big weekend. Huge weekend. If you didn't get the opportunity to check it out, the Full Tail Dynasty podcast was live with the podfather, Matt Kelly himself. That episode is available everywhere you get the Full Tail Dynasty podcast. Uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, on the Dynasty Vipers Network, the Full Tail Dynasty podcast network. The feedback has been fantastic, and we can't wait to keep pumping that kind of content out for everybody. A little bit of news to get out of the way. There will be no Full Tilt Dynasty podcast on Friday. There will be no fantasy walkabout on Tuesday next week. Uh, Me and the boys are feeling a little yeeted and defeated, if you would. (laughs) So we are going to shut it down, enjoy a week of football uh, this week, and come back the following week and still set you up and get ready for week one. Today, speaking of getting ready for week one, uh, we're going to be doing roster adjustments. Uh, Who you feel comfortable overpaying or are you happy to pay? Uh, These are two questions that get thrown around a lot. Oh, did I overpay for him? Was I happy to pay? The term overpay, I feel like generally makes people feel gross about the trades they've done. Um, I don't feel that way, but it's kind of a general consensus uh, from what I'm getting, uh, before we kick into that, though, I do want to go and say that I had the pleasure of joining the Brothers of Dynasty podcast uh, the other day, and it was probably some of the most fun I've ever had uh, talking football with any group of people. You should go and not just check out my episode, but they had Jeff Bell on there. They've They've been going steady for over a year now. Uh, Scott Fishbowl sponsor. They're definitely worth checking out. Great group of lads. We actually have a preview video over at Full Tilt Dynasty uh, YouTube, and it will be on FullTiltDynasty.com. And speaking of FullTiltDynasty.com, I swear we're almost through the uh, the what's happening. Our mate over here, Tom Lee, right here, even though he didn't tweet anything out about it today because Not yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, even after I yelled at him to do so, um, he still didn't, you know, we're going to work on that. I've already talked to Patrick, the HRL packer behind me about it. He's going to be emailing you shortly. There's a and, couple of emails uh, in the inbox. Yeah. There's a few, <laughs> uh, he released his first, uh, blog ever for anyone over at fulltiltdynasty.com. Exclusive uh, content. Exclusive content for fulltiltdynasty.com. You had the exclusive. It sounds more important. Uh, go and check, th- go and check that out as he talks about, uh, top 24 uh, QB, true value, worth checking out. Stay ahead of your league. And uh, that's really that's really all we care about. So as we like to do when we kick off the show on Friday, we're going to bring this over here because when news hits, I know it's only Tuesday, but when any news hits, it gets beaten to death. Damn right. Like, it's, just, it's just like, oh, my God. We say beating a dead horse, but dead horses actually stop. It's more like trying to beat up a camel uh, because they're indestructible uh, and they just keep ticking. So these stories are just going to keep getting talked about. I mean, there was the Rashad Bateman thing that just turned into a, a hilarious thing this, this morning slash afternoon in the football world. But I just want to do the same thing we always do. Do we care? Is it enough to talk about? And I'm just what this is. It is. News? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm just going to run through them quick and we're going to kind of pick and choose the ones we actually care about. I know there was more than this, but we're not going to do them all. We got important stuff to talk about. Look, do we care about Michael Thomas's Comic Sans, Chase uh, not separating, Dante Foreman signing with the Falcons, comeback story, Cam Makers watch, who knows? Josh <laughs> Allen, I'm guessing that's the money contract. And we're going to talk, uh, and, well, we're not actually going to talk about it, but camp injuries. Do we care about any of this? <sighs> Look, MT, a lot of noise, always is. Uh, do we care if he gets traded? We care. Uh, he won't get, he won't get traded. Yeah. They, they'd owe him like $31 million. It's millions. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. tens of millions. He's not, so he's not it's going just anywhere. All, yeah. It's just all fat and all, all noise. He's going, but, to, the, he's going to the Patriots for Stefan Gilmore. 
No, he's shut not. Up. Shut and up. Nikhil Harry. <laughs> yeah, shut up. He's the not. The new wide receiver one. There. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't we don't really care. Um, he's still injured. He's still not going to be playing for the first part of the season. So I'm still just not listening to a word about him. Um, yeah. See our take last week if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Yeah, I personally, I don't really care. Oh, boy. I don't really care that much either. The one I do care about, I don't care about Chase not separating. It's it's yeah it's although what the Podfather on Saturday did mention was that uh, you want to hear positive news about players and right now as of that day there was no news about Chase and then there was the separation news I think it was this morning so okay well the only news you've heard of him was kind of negative so that's not what you want but remember there's a Justin Jeffrey thing Jeff's wow my God Lord Tom. There was the Justin Jefferson news last year that made Taze yeah. Sharp semi-relevant for a week, and look how that panned <laughs> out. I'm not worried about one of the best wide receiver prospects of all time yet, but with all the talk of Terrace Marshall turning up camp and Chase to, you know, not having good news, not saying blowing it in camp, but adjusting. Yeah. I'll say adjusting in camp because I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about. Uh, but the, the news about Marshall is very uplifting, who I believe was our wide receiver three in this class pre and post-draft the news i do care about i'm going to touch on this only because in 2019 when dynasty really became a real big part of my life there was one player i was a and i hate this term but truthing over before (laughs) truthing was a thing for me uh on the bird app i was doing dynasty before i got on the bird app but not for long and it was donta foreman now, the reason I care about this is I care about any running back that signs in Atlanta, any of them, because yep. any single one of them can dethrone Mike Davis. Mike Davis. <laughs> Mike Davis is a jag. Dictionary, look it up. Davis, jag, bang. He, he He's nothing special. He's going to lose that job to somebody if it's Cordero Patterson, you know, if it's Hawkins. I don't know. But Donta Foreman is a big back couple years removed from the Achilles injury coming out of college. Yeah. He had a great speed score. You know, he was six foot two thirty three, listed as a player profiler. That might have changed by now. Who knows? Big boy. Uh, you know, just a real bruising player. Was decently productive in college at Texas. Just um, you know, a real bruiser. And I don't know. I don't know what he's got left, but he, you know, last year played some games and he looked mm. Usable. serviceable. Yeah. yeah. He looked he looked fine. Five carries, like six Davis. carries, seven <laughs> carries, one carry, four carries, you know, 37 yards. Like he, he wasn't anything special, but those games were generally out of hand and they're stacking the box. Anyway, I exactly. just care that Atlanta is still signing running backs. Correct. And yeah, they're looking to add something to that room. Yeah. Right. So we're, we'll see how the preseason goes. I'm excited to watch him. I just, I hope he does well. That's, that's it. That's all I care about. There's nothing really else in the news. Here, uh, I think is really worthy. You, you've no. seen it all. Just scroll the bird app. You're gonna... Players get injured. If it's big news, you'll hear about it. If it's not, Josh Allen we'll making that. I just it's sorry. There's just one more yeah. thing. It's good for Josh. It's bad for the Bills. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was that shared the picture, but it was like Josh Allen in six years will make two hundred and fifty-two million dollars, and it, and then it showed Tom Brady over twenty-one years has has made two hundred and forty-eight million. It's like yeah. when will people figure out that paying your quarterback? $42 million a season is why teams don't fucking win. And I know yeah. Baltimore is going to pay Lamar Jackson, but I am just hoping, uh, I'm just hoping, 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 hoping that they go, look, we actually want to fucking win. So could you like Something. not yeah. want that much? That would be great. Um, it's just amazing. Maddie B. So what's Maddie? happening with you, my man. I, 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 before, before we go, I just want to mention, I know there was questions last week that we didn't get to live and I don't have them on me right now because I'm an asshole. Uh, but I will get to those questions. Super sorry. It was just, it's very hard to get questions from the people in on a show with Matt Kelly. It, it's very hard. The man is talking a mile a minute and, uh, it's great. It's, it's awesome. But, but yeah. we do exactly, but we do miss some questions. So we are going to get to those. I swear. I swear. Okay. Okay. Now that's the news. That's everything you need to get caught up on from the full tilt squad. Uh, so let's do something we introduced the other week. Uh, and we like to call it shits me to tears. This is something that frustrates us, frustrates us so much uh, that it, it, it it's enough to shit us to tears. Tom Lee, what is it this week that's driving you absolutely up the wall? 
it's it's not that it's the worst thing ever, right? But it's putting players on the block, what it means, and then forgetting they're on the block, right? Because at the, I think it's been a long off season for all of us. There's heaps of guys out there. We just clicked a little on the block button, especially if we play on sleeper. Um, you know, put him up there, just seeing what, what's interesting out there. And you've forgotten that they're still on the block, right? So when I come oh, to you yeah. this week and say, hey, man, you're interested in moving this person. What are you after? Oh, no, I don't really want to move him. Well, <laughs> you did. Funny, so, funny thing. Funny what thing, are we doing? Man, uh, yeah. Screenshot, send it. Uh, do you want send to explain? It, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So this week, it's more just a, a nice, friendly reminder that as we head into the season, check who you do have on the block because yes. we're looking for deals now. And uh, um, if I'm coming to you with offers and you're going, why the fuck does he want this guy that is really crucial to my team? Well, you know. Look, <laughs> don't don't, yeah. don't give don't give people trading blue balls. Okay. You don't want to hype somebody up looking at this. This person is probably, if they're not an asshole, has like sat there devising a trade that won't yeah. get him slapped down in DMs or shouted out on the bird app for shaming uh and, and just to have you go, well, he's not actually on the block. I just want yeah. to see. I, I love this one. I just kind of wanted to see what people would offer me for him. <laughs> yeah. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You know what you want. There. Have yeah. an idea. For yeah. example, today I, I I put some picks on the block on a team that I think is really good. Um, obviously, you don't want to say like, yeah, this is a walk to the finals. This is like a, a for sure thing. Because I was on a, I had a 15 to one fantasy team last year with Kamara and Cook, and it was just lighting it up. And I fucking lost in the semifinals because the guy yep. had Tony Pollard in the yep. superflex, Lindsay, who went for 31, and Kamara did shit. He saved it all for week 16, and I had I, that six-touchdown game to be real great for third place. It's a good week. <laughs> so there's never – you could always lose to Jerry in accounting who just forgot to set his lineup, okay? So there's no such thing as a for-sure winning roster. I have all my picks. I put my picks on the block. I said, hey, and this is what I did. I put the player on the block, and I immediately said, this is what I want. I want to move for a wide receiver or move for a better tight end. And then immediately yeah, the trade offers started coming in. If you're going to yeah. put a guy in the block, don't put a guy in the block and then don't post in the chat for a week. That's the part of it that drives me nuts. The on the block isn't just like a, hey, hey look who I got. Well, that's, yeah. that's how you're not it's forgetting not about him. Yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. And then you just don't scroll through that league because it's the off season. And no one's talked to you. And you, <laughs> and you forget. But that's also why. If you listen to the fantasy walkabout, we tell you to always be active, go through your leagues, send random shit, random DMs to league mates, let them know. That way you always know what's going on with your roster. And you never be like, oh, what the hell was I doing with this thing? Because that yeah, happens. Had enough, yeah. Yeah. drives me nuts. Uh, so that's it. That shits me to tears for the week. Uh, look. Whew. That was a that was a quick, that was a jam first 15 minutes. Ooh. That was a jam-packed uh first 15 minutes. Look. Uh, we branched out to a bunch of people in the fantasy community and got their helps to help us talk through something that drives us nuts and it's players drafting certain position players based on projected volume alone. So we all put together a little infomercial for everybody to help everyone else become more aware of drafting for that player. Sit tight. Fantasy football, a game that we love and a game that brings us together. Drafting an RB used to be easy. Go into the first round, take one with the top workload. But it isn't always the lovable game people think it is. Every year, tens of fantasy players suffer from drafting players with projected workloads. Here are some testimonials from real fantasy players and not paid actors. Drafted Mike Davis. I drafted Mike Davis. I drafted Mike Davis. I drafted Mike Davis. But with the help of the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast, you can be a less bad version of yourself. But thanks for smarting the fuck up. I'm moving forward. But thanks to smarten the fuck up, I'm moving forward. But thanks to smarten the fuck up, I'm moving forward. But thanks to smarten the fuck up, I'm moving forward. 
But thanks to smarten the fuck up, I'm moving forward. of drafting my davis can include but are not limited to heartburn nausea regret anxiety depression self-deprecation murderous tendencies waiver anxiety sadness 12th place and trade desperation smart the fuck up should not be used if you or your loved one prefer him in best ball or any form of ball you cannot be helped for questions and information about getting on track with smart and the fuck up go to fulltaildynasty.com and if you don't just know we're judging you please play responsibly Uh, it gets me every time. I love that shit. <laughs> it gets me every time. Look, shout out to everyone that helped us. Di- uh, Fade Duchesne's daddy's home. So good. Uh, yeah. Dynasty Coach A, Coach Bruce, uh, Wyatt FF. Like, y'all were great. We love you. We so thankful. It. So good. Stop guys. drafting Mike Davis <laughs> in all formats. Maddie B's digging it. Stop drafting Mike Davis. He's not going to get you anything. He should have been off your rosters already. And if you got him for like a third and fourth, fine. I'm cool. Let him sit. God, stop it. Okay. Meat of the program. Look, what Tom Lee and I are going to do is I'm going to go through and I'm going to read some names of one player from each team uh, in what looks like alphabetical order. If it's not (laughs) actually in alphabetical order, I blame Tom Lee, not me. He wrote this. Australian alphabet. Yeah. Ask the Australian. Yeah, that's what we'll blame it on. Australian alphabetical order. Uh, we're going to name a player from each player. We're going to talk about whether we're comfortable overpaying or being happy to pay the prices that people are looking for for these players heading into week one. This is probably your last chance to buy pretty much anyone low unless they are, as uh, Tyler Carp at DLF likes to say, full of failure. Um, before they become full of failure and tons of failures or more failure, you don't want on your dynasty rosters. The only time you're going to be able to buy players low is probably now before. And I mean, right now, because once games kick off, it's over. You're not going to have that opportunity again. Um, like realistically, unless like, you know, there's obviously the teams that are sucking out of the gate and they want to just jump ship right away. But the sharks are already on and in, in, in those waters. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with obviously one of my favorite players, one of Matty B's favorite players, the player we defend on the bird app vigorously and with great intent for violence on the naysayers. And it's DJ Moore. Uh, currently coming and again, we're not talking about startup value. We only use ADP to show their current projected value. It's a in draft one. and where yeah. exactly. It's a great way to put it. I don't know why I can't just think of that. I have to over explain it. Their ADP <laughs> is a reference point. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeesh. Uh, look, so yeah, the ADP that we're going to talk about is just a reference point. Uh, but obviously our values for these players are different to me. DJ Moore is currently my dynasty wide receiver eight. Obviously I am mostly comfortable overpaying for him. However, there are some scenarios, Tom Lee, and I'm going to throw them at you. Yeah. Right now, you have DJ Moore, or sorry, you you have a player like I don't know Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Terry McLaurin for me is wide receiver thirteen in Dynasty. Okay, and I know it's too low. You're too low, Tom. Huh? I heard ya. I don't care. He's my thirteen right now because I don't believe Fitzpatrick is going to solve all these problems. And as if they didn't bring in Deami Brown and Curtis Samuel, um you know, to, to help eat away some of that. And obviously Gibson in his second year, I just don't see the top five finish for the man that doesn't like to be called scary Terry. Uh, so would you be trading Terry McLaurin away one for one for DJ Moore as it stands right now? 
So, I mean, we talk about tiers. We talked about tiers a while back. So, for me, they're the same tier, and that tier goes from wide receiver eight through to wide receiver fourteen. <clears throat> so, I'm not saying where each one is in that, depending on what sort of team, but they're similar age. Uh, depending on the, the person you're talking to, they have a similar chance of producing good numbers. Um, and for me, it really comes down to pick pick your player. Would I trade them one for one? No, I'd pick. I'd stay with the guy that I've got because I think there's. It's going to be more difficult to move them off your roster than it is to keep them. Um, so in this situation, if, if I had Terry and they had DJ, I'm keeping Terry for now. See what happens. Right. He's young See, enough that his value is not going to drop. It's just, yeah. What's crazy is DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin's age is, oh my God, I want to say they're the same. Yeah, DJ Moore might be a hair bit younger. It's very interesting how those two players are perceived because DJ Moore has put up, has had more production than Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Again, it's the touchdowns. Always comes down to touchdowns with DJ Moore, who has to score them from 40 out because, you know, his team, his, his quarterbacks were dog water. It's funny because I was proposed that this uh, trade, this is why I bring it up, and I had to say no, and I had F1. Yeah. And I am the, uh, along with Maddie, who You're says our bond was built yeah. uh, over DJ Moore, and it's true. Um, I still would say no to that. So I'm not happy overpaying i feel no. a little gross about overpaying for dj Moore right now but i do believe like if it's a matter of being my third or fourth wide receiver if i went really heavy then yeah of course i'm gonna do it you want to have some roster balance but overall i think the value is too similar i wouldn't do that obviously the interesting with- thing with yeah with dj with djm so the interesting thing there is i think what we'd be willing to pay for him would be perceived as an overpaid everyone else who doesn't own him which is really interesting right it's not yep like if, if I was to trade, too. if I was to trade two firsts for DJ Moore, I'd probably stomach that, right? Hopefully, my team's good because I would be projecting that. Right, trading away exactly. two high firsts, um, but that to me seems like fair value. You know, same guys in that tip. Godwin. We talked about Terry. Two firsts. I'm not, you know, I'm not loving it on some sides, but at the same time, I'm not batting my eyelids if it happens, right? Okay, okay. With with Sam Donald being there at QB and CMC back, I just want to run through a couple of receivers and see which ones you would take and which one you wouldn't. It'll kind of settle the whole thing. Chris Godwin or DJ Moore? DJ Moore. Okay, I'm with it. Amari Cooper or DJ Moore? Healthy Amari Cooper? <laughs> that just Amari Cooper. You never know. Sorry, so it's the Cowboys sure yeah. as hell don't know. So he's never healthy. So yeah, DJ Moore. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, T. Higgins, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Okay. Rashad Bateman in a first or DJ Moore. That's close. If I'm young, it's Shoddy B. Yeah. For most of my teams for value, and this is what we do on the show, I'm taking Shoddy B in a first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I'm I'm kind of Keenan Allen or DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore, just for age, same tier. Okay. See, this yeah. is very interesting because you and I are comfortable trading all of that for DJ yeah. Moore, and most people, from what I can gather, all say, "Oh, I love DJ Moore. He's a great prospect, great player, <laughs> but won't actually go out there and do it." So yeah. please, if you're listening and I'm in a league with you and you want to trade me DJ Moore for my Chris Godwin, please send it over to me as fast as possible. <laughs> Straight away. I am on record and I'll repeat myself as saying that there is just as good a chance that AJ Brown finishes with a stat line similar to Chris Godwin than not. So yeah, I want away from Chris Godwin because the whole get him out of Tampa Bay and put him somewhere else. That doesn't always work. Historically speaking, receivers don't just translate production. He had one breakout year and he's a great player, but I I don't know. I'd rather DJ more right now. I don't uh weird one from Hazelnut here. Hazelnut 22, a guy from my Superflex uh league made a horrible trade, got upset uh, get got upset about it later, <laughs> then farted and blow the ass end out. Haha ha, with uh sunglasses. I don't g- totally know what the last half of that means, but <laughs> if you see it all the time where they get mad and, and they yeah, just they crack the shit. shit. They yeah. they crack the shits. Oh my god, that's perfect. Okay, hold on that. Next next time, just let him know that he cracked the shits, and uh, it'll 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 work it'll out. Click. Okay, so we get it. That's that's DJ Moore. We said we're comfortable. Uh, Keenan Allen, yeah. Godwin. Not keen to overpay, but at the same time, we're probably willing to pay. You're taking Bateman in a first, and I can't remember the other player, Amari um, Cooper. We're still taking DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna move on. That's Carolina. We're gonna talk about Chicago and everybody's Chicago. least. Chicago. We're going to talk about everybody's least favorite top five fantasy running back. That's what it seems to be. 
Everyone's least favorite. We're going to talk about David Montgomery currently coming off the board at RB19. Obviously, his volume workload, they brought in some guys. Uh, Damian Williams took the season off. Uh, Tariq Coleman's on the pup with a blown knee, who apparently does not look like he's doing too well. What a yeah. contract they gave Cohen. Oh, my God. Years, they lose yeah. Cordero Patterson. Uh, I think they have Herbert uh, that yep. they drafted. I'm not really. So he's got the job. They yeah. improve the, the offensive yeah. line, maybe somewhat, hopefully. Sure. So, when talking about David Montgomery, are you happy enough? Because you're never going to have David Montgomery as RB one. If you do, you're a brave soul, and I appreciate you, and I wish you well in the wars to come. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, as of Game of Thrones, uh, it's going to look more like the Red Wedding um, than anything else. But best of luck to you. Um. Are you happy to overpay for a guy like David Montgomery? And what is an overpay in, in the sense like I, I'm going to go through the, the players again, like yeah. what players you want to trade for him. But are you comfortable doing an overpay for a player like David Montgomery going into his third season, almost at the end of his rookie contract? He's an interesting one, right? So he's coming off the board RB19, right? So that's it's smack bang next to Josh Jacobs, who we talked about as the end of the tier. Young mm-hmm. will produce decent value. If you can get him for a first, it's worthwhile. So what is the overpay on David Montgomery? Because this is a guy, like we said, got the job. With the job, he produced really, really well, especially in the back half of the year, um, and looked great. So this is a guy that I've always been low on because I didn't think he was talented enough to stand out and be the guy. But they keep making him the guy. So like, what are we meant to take from this? At the moment, if I want a piece that's going to produce on my roster and I don't want to get Mike Davis, which is everyone, Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stop drafting Mike Davis. Yeah, like Monty seems accessible and a good piece to add to a win now roster. Um, with the up, okay. we, we hate the word upside, but he's got a possibility of. I do hate the word upside. He's got the possibility of re-signing and staying on with that team. We don't know, right. but there's always a chance because he's young enough. So, yeah, I mean, what, what's the, what's the cost? And if it's decent, I'm willing to pay. Okay, okay, uh, that's fair. I can get in with that. Obviously, he kind of vaulted into his current. It's I don't know how many times a running back finishes in like the top five, top six, and they mm. don't go up in value. It doesn't yeah. happen very often, and that's usually the time that I'm willing to buy on that player because you know what they can do, and I don't care about the schedule. I get it. The schedule is nice. You never know until like week seven how the schedule is actually going to look anyway. Yeah, we can sit here and we can be like, oh, well, they've got a really hard schedule by week one. And then by week three, we're like, oh, oh God, they're the shit. <laughs> yeah. The People thought Tampa Bay was going to get gashed last year and then they became the best defense Look at in the, the whole Vikings. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. The everyone, Vikings everyone started... top no. Now <laughs> it's the Titans. The Titans are going to have the worst and most targeted uh, defense in <clears throat> fantasy next year. And I don't particularly think it's going to be close. I mean, it, it, we don't know what's going to happen, right? So you can't talk about the strength of schedule until we see a strength of schedule unveil itself. You get an idea and you can start there, but it's nothing to rest your hat on. No. With that being said, are you going David Montgomery, Joe Mixon? Mixon. Interesting. Uh, I find that interesting because there are other players in Cincy a bit. The offense is going to throw the ball more. It's a far, we're going to, we're going to get to Cincy in Mixon, a second, but yes, it's a good point. Mixon is kind of let everyone down where Monty's kind of on the up. So I find that interesting. Mm. Uh, Austin Eckler, David Montgomery. Eckler. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I, I'm forgetting. Oh my gosh. You want to go the other way? Or oh go my gobbins. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I forgot. I had his name right here, and I have completely forgotten who the running back is. But who's a running back? I'll just ask who's a running back that you wouldn't trade? Uh, the, the one that for? really gets me close is because David Montgomery for me is pretty close to RB19. Um, Josh Jacobs comes straight after one for one. That's I don't, one. yeah, I don't one for one. I don't know who I'd pick if I'm honest. Um, interesting, Monty. I would has, take Montgomery probably, yeah, like. Yes, he's he's got the better O line, which is a really sad low bar to jump over. But um, what yeah, a fall from grace in 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 Vegas. Ugh. Yeah, he seems to have I don't know the better offense. So yeah, Monty. I mean, he's ranked ahead, but it's the same tier um, for those Jacobs truthers out there. You know, stick with Jacobs, but probably Monty over Jacobs. And then you get to the Chris Carsons of the world, and that's I was when going it gets to interesting. Say, 
So if you're if you got Monty, are you trading like Chris Carson in a second for Monty? You're trading Chris Carson. Well, obviously you trade Chris Carson in a second for Monty. I think in Dynasty, uh, unless you're going for it all. I like Carson a little better this season actually. If the man can just stay healthy. Healthy, So is it is it like a first round pick and player? Is that is that what you're you're kind of demanding if you have Monty or? Yeah, if, if I've got him, I want a first and a player. Uh, it doesn't have to be okay. a running back because I, I understand at that point you're not going to get, you know, you're not yeah, going to replace production hard. at running back. So When people say I'll trade this running back, but, like, I want a running back yeah. to come back, you can't do that. That's why we're looking for a running back. Yeah. It's like it, stop it's, doing It's not that. how things work. It makes it, makes <laughs> yeah. it impossible. If you're trading away a running back, understand that the likelihood of you getting one back, unless yeah. it's like a Gus Edwards, you're not getting it back. So just adjust your trade and you'll yeah. get a lot more trades done if you just realize what you're asking. A lot yeah. of people don't take the time to realize what you're actually asking. Yeah, I'll trade you my RB2, but I need an RB2 back. Then why the fuck, if I yeah. had one, if why I had am one, I why asking, am I asking you for one? <laughs> yeah. It makes me want to slam my head through one of my monitors that I have here every single time. Because I always, I swear, it's in my clipboard on my phone. Copy, paste. Why the fuck would I be asking? <laughs> stap it. S-T-A-A-H-P. Stap. Stap it. God damn it. Uh, we're going to talk about Cincinnati now that that's over with. Chicago. That's it. We're going to talk about Cincinnati. We're going to talk about a player who I like better than Chase for this. That's Jamar Chase. This is a player I like better than Jamar Chase for 2021, and it's not because of the camp news. It's the adjustment period and comfortability uh, that Burrow has at the NFL level, not the college level, the NFL level with But Tom, they play together. Don't give a shit. (laughs) T. Higgins is a player who looked like an absolute boss. And there was he like a awesome. three, yeah. there was a three week period in the off season where people moved him into our dynasty wide receiver one position. And all like he dropped back down, obviously after chase got drafted, I don't give a shit about Tyler Boyd. He's a jag. I he don't care. Drop, he, he plummeted down rankings. So this is a guy we're talking low about end, as low end, wide high end two wide receiver two. He's now low end. He's the the last wide receiver two off the board. Right, and wide there was a, like I said, there was a while where he was being regarded as a wide receiver one. I think T. Higgins outscores Jamar Chase in twenty twenty one. That's obviously not projecting injuries or anything like that. I will project an injury to one player, and it's Joe fucking Mixon. <laughs> So it's, oh, there's too crowded. Joe Mixon's going to get 70 reset. No, he's fucking not because he's going to play 11 games and just yeah, not be, be around. He'll be on 17-game pace for it, Tom, off the two yeah, games. I don't, yeah, good yeah. for him. I'm glad. I'm happy. I'm happy. Out. If he has three games in 2021 where he looks good at the start of the year, I'll be happy to move him for whatever else I can get a Monty in a second, a Carson in a first, get me away from Joe Mixon. If he has a couple of good games, please. Cause it won't last. Okay. He like flashed a little bit and they're like, Hey, there's the money. And he's like, Oh, by the way, no parts of my legs work anymore. Thanks yeah, by that for that. You're already so sad for having him. <laughs> Thanks for the insurance. See you later, Cincinnati. Like it just, it's not going to, it's not going to be good for him, but this is about T Higgins. This is and about the reason. I like T. Higgins. He was on pace for that thousand. He tried to play through the when he was playing, I believe it was actually Baltimore, and he was run he had that one reception where he took off. He was called back by penalty. He was trying to hit that thousand yard mark. And he pulled his hamstring so bad I thought he tore yeah. it. I thought he tore it. I remember watching the game. Obviously, volume way up because I'm freaking out the whole time. That's what I do. It's why I the show I created was called Full Tilt. I freak out. Every Ravens game. I'll take pictures of the slack if it's safe for work. Uh, it's usually bitching about Greg it's Roman, yeah. <laughs> but he pulls his hamstring. I think I thought he tore it. He tried to come back. It just wasn't great scenario for him. I think he bounces back big year two. I'm high on him and I'm actually willing to pay a significant amount for someone like T Higgins. I'm talking yeah. a first plus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not messing around. So, we're going to switch it up. Why don't you come with a couple of players on this one, and I'll Absolutely. tell you whether or not 
I'm willing to pay that price for T. So I'll base it on my rankings to start with, right? So let's do it. We'll start with T. Are you going to do T Higgins or Keenan Allen? Fuck off. (laughs) Keenan Allen, probably. Okay, cool. Uh, T Higgins or Chris Goblin? T Higgins. T Higgins or Allen? That's a scenario that. A Rob for a thousand percent. Uh, Allen Robinson is going to be like a top seven receiver this year, uh, so long as they give Justin Fields the fucking ball. Uh, he he's been so good with dog shit quarterbacks that yep. even if even yeah like yeah he's going to be a monster. I'll take him, and he's still young enough, right? Twenty six, turning twenty seven, I believe, uh, yep. or twenty seven, turning twenty eight. I can't remember exactly how old he will be at the start of the season. Uh, in a situation with like Godwin, I obviously know that I can get more or should be able to get more if people view him as this 24. Chances are the player that has him likes him more than that. However, you could probably sneak a second in there, so that's probably... Yeah, a little extra piece. I'd be comfortable overpaying for T. Higgins uh, uh, for Chris Godwin, though. So T. Higgins or Chase Claypool? Fuck off. I like Claypool better, believe it or not. Yeah. So that's that's sort of where it ends. So I mean that that tier of those second year guys with a few of the older guys mixed in, that's where it gets really interesting because if you find the right matchup, like you said, if you find the guy who loves Godwin but has T. Higgins and you've got the opposite piece, like you can get a pretty decent deal yeah. done here. Uh, and this and is a great a area to move within. Yes. Yeah, this is why we talk about tiers so much, because that tier, whilst not a big tier, has such polarizing players in it that if you look at A-Rob, who's in that tier for me, he could be a tier one player for someone or a tier two player for someone. He's still young enough, 27, 10, 28. He's yeah, still yeah. young enough. He's the guy, right? Yeah, you could get that value. Um, and the same, like we talked about a few guys before, Terry and that sort of thing. If Terry's up in your tier one, tier two, you could get him straight for a guy like A-Rob. You can get T Higgins plus for Terry, which is nuts money something, for me. Something yeah. I'd be doing, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. Take away your fandom of that player and really sit down and think about statistically because we care about value on this show. This yeah, is what can this about, piece do for I'm me? I'm a truther. What, yeah. I'm planting my flag. I'm stomping the ground. I want to shout from the top of the bird app so people will click on my profile. This isn't that show. We want to just talk statistically. And if you can get uh, um, production that's almost completely. Um, mirroring the player you're trading away because T Higgins and again, Chris Godwin, I mean, the bucks are good. There's three wide receivers. Cincinnati sucks balls and there's, yeah, there's three wide receivers, but Zach Taylor likes to throw it 75 times a game. Opportunity is there for T Higgins to have just as successful a season as Chris Godwin. If you really take the two names out of it, there's no reason why that can't happen because T Higgins is, you know, uh, good. So yeah, the, the, that's about the range I'm willing to go with, uh, with T yeah. like uh, right there. Uh, this is another player. We're going to move all the way to a, another uh, spot in Ohio. Uh, you know, great town team looks great. They just paid this man pretty significant money. Kind of killing the Kareem Hunt truthers. We're going to talk about Nick Chubb going off the board at RB7. He's obviously a top 10 for us. It's kind of an easy money play with him anytime. I'm definitely willing to overpay for him. This is multiple firsts and a player. He is a smash for your... I don't give a fuck that he doesn't (laughs) catch passes. I don't care. He is just a monster. He is a shot every year at this point to lead the league in rushing. He's just... I wish he would not step out at the one at the end of a 60 yard run, you know, I, like I that. Don't care how I could, much time's on the clock or what you're doing. Yeah. I'd prefer as a fantasy player that he didn't do that. That'd be <sighs> sweet. But look, let's talk about Nick Chubb just a little bit. We don't need to spend a lot of time on. Uh, Nick oh, we, Chubb we won't even spend a lot of time. Here, he's an absolute, exactly. He's an absolute monster. We know he's got the workload. Don't care about Kareem Hunt. Healthy or not. Obviously, it's, both it, guys were RB ones. Who cares? It's rare that I find you know I find it good that a player can have a half split of the like the workload, and it be a positive for him. He gets a rest, he goes again. 
he keeps producing. And like, they're just getting better in Cleveland. It I don't it just doesn't seem I, to matter. Like I don't see them throwing the ball forty times a game because that's kind of when Baker falls apart. Yeah, uh, Christian Christian Williams is going to hear this, and then <laughs> he's going to come at me for it. But the Cleveland Browns are better when they run the football more than well, they throw it. Yeah. Low twenty uh, attempts, two touchdowns, so let's a perfect say, Baker game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's let's uh, fire off some running backs. Who are you willing to send my way? In hopes of me letting go of Nick Chubb, and I'll right. I'll tell you if it's a yes or a no. So he yeah, he's an interesting one. So let's go through the younger guys. So J.K. Dobbins or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb. Okay. Uh, let's make an easy one. Kamara or Nick Chubb? Mm, you're playing with my heart. I am. He's playing, he's playing with my heart. He knows. Kamara is one of those guys who could be. Too he knows I'm a fan. Mm. He knows. Uh Man, I still got to go with Alvin. Okay, yeah. I'm Me still too. taking Alvin. I'm, I'm in the same position. Yeah. It's it's tougher than it used to be, and Absolutely. not because of the quarterback situation, because I think this opens up Alvin Kamara to finally get uh, get the carries like they did at the end of the year last year where he lit it up. Yeah, Maddie, I'll tell you why I have Chubb over Dobbins. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, knew, I knew you were going to get at me for this. I'm not actually a Ravens homer, just so people know. I'm a Ravens optimist, okay? I'm a paragon of objectivity, and I understand that if J.K. Dobbins and Nick Chubb get the same share of opportunity, Nick Chubb's probably going to excel just that little bit. Year three, J.K. Dobbins, right? The real – and I mean that's right now because I could probably get, you know – I can get Chubb straight up for Dobbins easy. And if I wanted to trade Chubb away for Dobbins, I can get Dobbins plus something, right? Because yeah. it's the whole, like, look at today. Look at today. And I don't care about camp news. We talk about this all the time. But Dobbins and Gus Edwards were listed both as the as the one. So you know it's going to be as much like a 65-35 split. And I don't see that happening in Cleveland. I think towards the end of the year, Nick Chubb is going to get all the carries uh, that matter that I'm already looking ahead. And so I'm going to take the steady every week, you know, 17 touches for 92 yards and probably a touchdown at a Nick Chubb uh, right now, because JK Dobbins value isn't enough for me to get that plus with him. So that's why I'm taking Nick Chubb for now based on their current values. He Nick Chubb's the better value right yeah. now. That's why Maddie, I still love Dobbins. I'm obviously not down on him. I, I want him on every roster, but for the most part, I'll I'll take Nick Chubb if I can get him for JK Dobbins right now. Yeah. Look at startup value, right? JK Dobbins, third, fourth, fifth round pick. Yeah. And Nick Chubb is late one, early two, yeah, two mid three, two. Maybe in yeah. a startup if somebody wanted to trade me right four for two. Or two for four, sorry. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the last guy I wanted to ask about with Chubb, and this is the reason I asked is because it's interesting. We're not going to get to him today, but Derek Henry is going off the board above Nick Chubb still. Blasphemy. Startups, right? Horrific. Horrific. Just why? How? Like, I love both these guys, but Chubb is, what, three years younger? The Podfather said this best on our show on Jeez. Saturday. And yeah, I'm going to keep fucking saying it because I still can't yeah, believe it happened. the Podfather. <laughs> exactly. So he was saying that he doesn't understand. The Tennessee Titans are trying to tell everyone that they're not going to run that ball that much. They went and got Julio. Their offensive line, it, it, you know, Derek Henry's been running through, you know, clear lanes. And it's not totally going to be there. They're going to be down a lot more because their defense is kind of dog water right now outside of their front three. They're telling everyone to be prepared for this. Not saying they don't have good players. I know they do, but they're not a great defense. And yeah, he gets to play Houston. Green Bay may not suck that bad at defense, and Jacksonville might be better, right? They're not going to do well against the Colts because that defense is sick. Props to Darius Leonard. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't fucking understand why Henry and Chubb have the same. You know, chance of outcomes. Just Derrick Henry rushed for two thousand yards, but his value didn't go up. If Nick Chubb rushes for two thousand yards next year, his value is going to fucking skyrocket. Skyrocket. And that's yeah. the player I want. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm taking Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry straight up all Sweet. day, all day. Look, we're going to take a second. We're going to come back. We're going to get through a few more of these players before we sign out of here for the next, I don't know, week and a half. Sit tight. Hang on. When we come back, we are going to talk uh, Dallas, Denver, and Detroit before we get out of here. And if we move quick enough, we might get to Houston and Green Bay. Okay? Sit tight. We'll be right back. Okay, okay. Back at it. We're going to talk Dallas right now. And everyone's seemingly favorite player to either jump on board with or completely shit all over is uh, everyone's favorite son, Ezekiel Elliott. The slimmer, best shape of his life like everyone else in training camp, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, back from totally hopefully feeling better from the COVID and the sluggishness and getting outplayed by Tony Pollard regularly. Um, how are we feeling? He's coming off the board at 11. Yeah. I have him ranked, I think at 13 for dynasty, which yeah, you can at me if you want to. Right yeah, there. 12. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, the HR alpaca will like to, <laughs> when he's not likely berating be, me, Patrick will be free. He's not berating to Tom Lee for not promoting his own <laughs> shit. Like I asked him to, he will get back to your emails. You can send those complaints to fulltaildynasty.com. Not me, because I won't respond. I probably will. Probably with a gift, though. Not what you're looking for. <laughs> I don't negotiate with terrorists. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. The outlook is, let's face it, he's going to be productive this season. 1,200 yeah. yards, 10 touchdowns, 45, 50 receptions. It's probably happening. No matter how much you want to shit on him, it's after that that most people are concerned about, myself included. Yep. Uh, some players for Ezekiel Elliott straight up. Let's run. De- let's run the gamut, right? So let's, let's talk this it. again. Same, same, you know, kind of notion of players. Let's go. Antonio Gibson, Ezekiel Elliott. Gibson. Okay. J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott. Dobbins. Monty, Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke. Okay. Josh Jacobs in a first. Ezekiel Elliott. <sighs> it's it's dirty, right? That's it's that's dirty. a better offer. Yeah. So for me, I'm taking it's Jacobs dirty. in the first because you yeah. get age, you get another piece, and you possibly, possibly get some production. <laughs> some production is key. Not the same. See, I can't say the same. That's where it's dirty to me. It feels gross. Yeah. I would actually still take Zeke probably, honestly. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the ideal offer because for me as a, as a value guy, I like those. I can then move those two pieces. I'm not keeping them because I'm committing right. to you know what I mean. Like I'm not moving Zeke as my if my if Zeke's my RB one and I have nothing else behind him. I'm doing the trade because I don't want to keep him there and then when he dies in value, have nothing after that. Yeah, you know, diluting exactly the value pool, it. adding more pieces. So for me, it makes sense to do it. Would I do it in every league? If I'm win now and I want to dominate, I'll probably keep Zeke. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I have, I, yeah, I have that same spot. Let's go, Austin Eckler, Zeke Elliott. Just Zeke. Just yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel the same way. I, yeah, I don't. I'm close. worried. I'm worried about Eckler without Anthony mm. Lynn. I'm worried about that. What Anthony Lynn breeds yeah. running back targets and receptions and the game plan herbert looks like he's a huck it chuck it kind of guy yeah it'll be interesting hey, to get downfield if he wants the ball and they're loving roundtree and i've even heard some um oh what the heck is his name he was really big for like a week last year justin jackson Justin. oh no 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 uh, kelly, josh, josh kelly josh, josh kelly, kelly yeah. that's right so i'm i'm a little worried about eckler's uh, whole game right now, and of course, mm-hmm. there's the staying healthy thing. But we don't project injuries here because that's kind of a wash. You're never going to be right. So overall, we're generally taking Ezekiel Elliott, yep. which is not an overpay, is, but we will pay. Yeah, it feels gross though that Monty, that Jacobs in a first. It feels disgusting. But okay, let me say, if Monty in a first is that a smash for you? It's a smash for me. I do that. Yeah, I mean, so like, like I said before, Monty same tier as Jacobs. I wouldn't even you're think get about more it. out of him. Yeah. But there is so even this is where it's it important to, to have tiers, but be able to work yeah. around those tiers. Where Jacobs in a first feels gross, but yeah. Monty in a first for Zeke feels like the porridge is just right. 
I think the, right? the best like, thing about that as well is Monty, for me, will have better resale value if you want to move him on. If you want to keep yeah. him, you get good production. But Monty Jacobs has a general reason, perception. Yeah. Jacobs went out there and scored 12 touchdowns, and everyone just feels like squatting over them and you know, squatting over him and just taking a right shit. I don't understand. I don't get it. I know it's gross, but so is that trade. So whatever. Uh, we're going to go Denver and one of my favorite players on the season. Uh this year and moving forward, he's an absolute monster. I know I talked about him on Dynasty Drive a couple months ago, talking about how yeah. there's so few actual true to life, true to it, pure alpha type receivers. receivers. So few of them now. Big, strong, fast, freak, can get to everything. Can it's get up Cortland. vertical. It's yeah. Cortland Sutton surprisingly being taken ahead of T. Higgins, and I'll say surprisingly because if somebody offered me. You know, T. T Higgins for my Coil and Sutton. I am jumping on T. Higgins at that price yeah. point. So it's very interesting uh, how that's working. Obviously, injury, it's a tough one to come back from. Uh, QB, hilariously bad if it's Bridgewater. Something maybe sort of. If it's Drew Locke, probably nothing. Defense, you don't know where they're going to be. They're a middle-of-the-road kind of team with definitely a tough division. They have a horrific division to play in. Yeah, uh, and and his long term. I don't know if he's in Denver long term, but he is a fantastic player. Uh, let's go with some receivers to see how you're feeling on Cortland Sutton. This is a very tough period because there's so many wide receiver twos, right? Yeah. We talk about that all the time. What's the what's the real breakers? Um, obviously, I said I'd take T Higgins, but someone offers you T Higgins. Where are you going with Cortland Sutton? Taking T. Higgins. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Michael Thomas or Cortland Sutton? Oh, I'm taking. Feels, I'm taking Cortland gross. Sutton. I know. I know. Look how far he's fallen. The great MT13. Look I how really far just in like just MT. a couple of weeks. I might even do that just because I think Cortland Sutton's a better guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, there's. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't use Comic Sans. I know I wasn't going to say it, but I had to get it in there. I that have the MT as well. Thing on Twitter. Yeah. On the Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I might be getting a trade off for later. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? No, I might be for that take, but we'll see. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> Hopefully you do. Mm. We, can talk, we can talk about it. Yeah, he, he's tough. Keenan Allen, Courtney Sutland? Uh, Sutland. Okay. Sutland. Yeah, that's the break for me. Uh, yeah. I, f I feel like I would move. Keenan Allen for Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. I See, Sutton for me sits around about where he's going. ranking. That's kind of gross too. Yeah, because he – because I'm, I'm looking at a lot of Jerry Judy improvement, um, even though they both had – like they will both have good targets and their QB issue. Um, yeah, it, it's just mm -hmm. massive. Like you've got Drew Locke coming out and talking good things about Judy. I expect – Drew Locke to be the backup, so I don't want to hear him working with Judy at all. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like things like that, man. Like it's just I want to see him come back healthy. I want to see him produce because he is uh, dominant when he's out there. So for me, I'm taking I'm taking Allen for sure in that situation. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. That's fair. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, oh man, yeah. Corlin Sutton's one of those players. The injury right now, you're probably he's probably one of the few players you're going to get at the injury discount because this is going to take him a bit to work out uh let's talk about uh you know over there in detroit not only they're biting kneecaps but they're <laughs> just a weird bunch but they did draft the premier tackle and we all know that can make a huge difference over there they got what we all feel is a downgrade at the quarterback position and jared goff don't know how that's gonna go but let's talk about a guy who recently came on the injury report who yeah. You know, it's not great for him. I don't really care that much, but they did bring in another back who's kind of that prototype. And it's, uh, that was Jamal Williams. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift. Swifty. Feeling, he kind of feels like the people that love him, love him to death, and the people that don't want him yeeted into the they sun. They want nothing to do with him. It's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> it is a weird flip-flop. Now, I don't do projections because unless you're Nostradamus, you're not going to come fucking close probably. And no, yeah. coming I'll in within like 300 yards. Yeah. Coming close doesn't mean 300 yards within four touchdowns and 20 catches. That's not coming close. All right? Don't. Yeah. Just stop. Um, but 
I mean, don't stop doing projections. If you love doing it, do it. But it's a baseline. It's not a set thing. So don't come it's at me. It's hard work, that. yeah. I'm going to talk about that on the next show if I can bloody well remember. Um, DeAndre Swift going as the top 12 guy, just barely RB12. That's kind of where I have him right now with the it's Acres injury. Yeah. Bumps him up one. Uh, throw some players at me that you feel are right in that range. And I'll kind of go through this. I have Swift being that guy that needs, you know, 80 receptions to hit that mark. He's yeah. probably only going to walk away with what? 800, 875, maybe pending health, extra game. He needs 80 catches. I think to have a shot, he needs an Alvin Kamara type season, yeah. right? With the receptions and the rushing. <laughs> And I think he's uh, a guy. He can't get the touchdowns. Yeah. He got he, touchdowns. He's talented enough to be able to piece together a good season. I think that's the yes. key. Is I, I wanted to be healthy. I was sad to hear that he's been sort of slow through camp and stuff. Um, okay, so let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, throw some players at me. We can get through right. this one real quick before we get out of here. Gibson Swift. Gibson, that okay. one's easy. Dobbins Swift. Dobbins. Okay. That one's that uh, one's. That one's like right there because yep. Dobbins is my, I think, 11 or 10. That one's going to come down to being a bigger fan of Dobbins. Ekla Swift. That feels disgusting. Mm. That actually feels gross. I'll take Swift because I actually think he's kind yeah. of the same player as Eckler and he's yeah. younger. He's younger. Uh, yeah. And I think a little better. And they're going to have to lean on him a bit more than Eck. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I'll go Swift, Eckler for sure. All right, last one. Jones or Swift? Aaron Jones. Oh, fuck. There's such a big age gap, but I think there's such it's a massive big... age. This is there's the guy we wanted to get to current... we wanted time today, but yeah, it, it's a good one to talk about. There is a cur- That's called a tease. There is a current age gap that's so big between Swift and Jones, but there is a current talent and opportunity. And the next two offense... years of Aaron Jones could be league changing if it goes uh, you well could be you could be a mon green in that offense i mean man that's really tough so here's the thing i'm probably taking jones if i can get something okay All right. if yeah. i can get something kind of anything really yeah. other convince, than the third and convince me pick. to do it yeah give me something and i'll right. take i'll do it i don't feel great about it Okay, yeah. and it's not that I think Swift Process is a bad says you player. should take Swift, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes, but I think that he will struggle this year, maybe even next. We don't know. <sighs> you always want the shiny young player, but there's something to be said about having the shiny vet who hasn't lost anything. If Aaron Jones would have showed last year that he's lost anything at all, I would yeah. be, yeah, no problem. I'm going the other way. Or and yeah, AJ Dillon's there, back. but yeah. Jamal exactly. But Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon were both there last year, right? And Aaron yep. Jones did what he always does, and he posts that top five season. Yeah, I'm not bailing on Aaron Jones yet. Obviously, if you have him, you're probably stuck with him, seeing as how it doesn't look like Rogers is coming back. But yeah, if I can get anything, anything at all to go with that, I'm probably going with. Aaron Jones over Swift and Jacob can be as mad at me as he wants. (laughs) He can talk to Patrick, maybe even R2 who's there now. Talk it out with him. I know we're, (laughs) we're putting together a real squad uh, of HR personnel. So yeah, I got to go. That's tough though. That one's grimy and I don't appreciate you for it. Uh, I feel a little gross. I need to shower after even having that that's on record now. Oh, that's is. not good. Yeah, people actually that's... care about that. They might actually, yeah, hit you up. Fuck. <laughs> oh, well, I said it. Fight me. Don't, though. My body is really sore. <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for today's. Uh, oh, it's not. We got one more. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot about one of my favorite things. Oh, one thing we like to do on the show is educate. And what it mostly is, is Tom Lee trying to knock me out of my chair in hilarity. The reason we have to do this at the end of shows now is Tom Lee used to slip these phrases of his in halfway through the show. And I would be off on a laughing fit to eight to 10 minutes. Now I have a little bit of prep time. He still gets me though. Uh, you still don't know the word. Thoughts, That's the key. Here. I don't yeah. know the word, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn. Uh, so hit him with what last week's was. And then your final thoughts in current slang. 
What was last week? You throw me now. Um, what did I say last week? Wasn't last week Budgie Smugglers? Was that the week before? Budgie Smugglers are fantastic. Budgie smugglers, even if it wasn't last week, Budgie Smugglers use it. Uh, swimming togs. <laughs> I speedos. did. I use it yes. this week. I use Budgie Smugglers when someone was trying to be an asshole. It's on currently the still app. winter here, so there's not a lot of Budgie Smugglers going on, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that can be a hit over there. It's so fucking funny just to say. Yeah. Oh, God. No, okay. So this week's one, right? So this week's one is uh, – this, this is a really common, quite a nice saying, and it's fair dinkum. I love this one. Yeah, I so actually fair know dinkum. this one. Good. So uh, to spell it for people, fair, F-A-I-R-D-I-N-K-U-M, right? Fair dinkum. Not fair, fair income. Dinkum. Fair dinkum. Yeah. <laughs> and it means, it means true and genuine, or it means <laughs> another fair saying. Enough. true. Yeah, true blue, right? Like it's yes. a genuine article, your fair income, it's fair income. Yeah. Uh, or you can say it exasperated going, oh, fair income. Like it's just, it, it's, I don't know, it just fits everything. It's like us but using please. fuck for words that don't need it. <laughs> it. It just goes in everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've replaced fair enough, true yeah. enough, spot on. I've replaced it with fair dinkum already. <laughs> Uh, I love that slang. So many people. <laughs> I use it all the time. I love yeah. that one. It's uh, we're going to, in our time away, we're going to put up polls to everyone. We're going to do a contest, right? We're going to put uh, two Aussie slangs every couple of days leading into the, when we come back. Yeah. And then we're going to pull out everyone's favorite and then we're going to crown a champion. I yeah. believe we've had 11 weeks of this. So, yeah. We've had, exactly, we've had 11 uh, episodes now which is kind of wild to say of the fantasy walkabout. And I threw one in there last week uh, as a, a one on top. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. God damn it. Uh, you think we'd prepare for this or be professionals or something. Nope. nope. Uh, so we're going to count down six on each side. You're going to pick the favorite. And then we are each going to try to formulate a sentence with as many of the Aussie slangs as possible. And to see if I can come up with one that's coherent as I am at a disadvantage <laughs> to my mate over there. And you know what? Half the time I just came up with that contest off the top of my head. That's kind of how I roll with it. Now I'm going to task Tom Lee to make it happen. And Correct. I'll get, I'll get Patrick to yell at him if he can't pull through or if it sucks, because <laughs> then all the blame is off of me. And obviously with my final thought today, it's, it's generally always the same thing. Be kind to everyone. Look, the fantasy expo is this week. It's partly the reason that we don't have a show. Look, the time isn't to go out there, and Lord don't lose. He said this best. Uh, you're not out there peacocking. You're not the superstar you might think you are. You're a regular person, and people may be interacting with you in person uh, for the first time. And that meeting is so important. They're going to remember you for this. Let's not get too out of control. Be safe. Have fun. We wish we can be there. Hopefully yeah. next year, and you guys, the the, the U, I say you guys, the U.S. restrictions haven't come back, and the Canadian restrictions finally get lifted, and we can mingle it up over there in Ohio. I wish everyone the best. Enjoy the the weekend. I cannot wait to see all of your pictures, hear all of the stories, have all of the DMs just popping, and and, and like I said, I truly wish we can be there. Be kind to everyone. Say hello to your loved ones. Enjoy your week. We'll see the full tilt squad. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Sit tight. Links will be in the description for other podcasts that you can check out. Uh, and you can catch me even tomorrow night at the fantasy boardroom uh, with FF underscore tycoon. Not something you want to miss. Okay. Be safe, everyone. Much love. And always remember the most important thing. And that's clear eyes, full hearts, can never lose. Ciao, everyone. Much love.